If you moved to a completely different country, to a place where you knew no one, do you think you'd be able to make new friends? What would your strategy be? And how long do you think it would take you to create close bonds in a foreign space? Today, I'm sharing clips of my conversation with Anjali Nair. She's a woman from Mumbai who moved to America a few years ago and now manages a lifestyle blog dedicated to helping women from Southeast Asia transition into American life. She's their wingwoman, their guide as they try to navigate this new space. And because when we're jumping into something new, it always helps to have the help of a woman who's traveled the road before us. And that's exactly what her blog does. It's titled A Thesi Girl in U.S., that's D-E-S-I, and it aims to do this for hundreds of other women who share her journey. So I'm sharing clips of a conversation that we had last week, along with some surprising research about cross-cultural friendships that can help you if you travel somewhere new or if you're here in the States and just want more understanding for intercultural friendships that you have right now. You're tuned in to Give It A Rest, the podcast, where we're giving tough love truths for the sisterhood. I'm your host, Danielle Byer-Jackson, certified friendship expert and author of the book, Give It A Rest, The Case for Tough Love Friendships. And when it comes to misunderstandings and complications within our female friendships, I am here to help you through it. But first, here's Anjali describing the blog and why she started it. I moved here after my marriage um, to my husband. He happens to be an Indian origin American, and we started our life here in Tampa Bay. I started a Desi Girl in US, which is something that I'm really passionate about. And this happened because I wanted to help other immigrant women who moved to the US and help them navigate this new life that you're looking at. I wanted to help other immigrant women who move to the US and help them navigate this life here because they literally have to start everything from scratch. So from finding a job, building a career, finding friends, and I was that person a few years ago. And now I have a really successful job at a corporate firm as a digital marketing specialist. And every evening when I come back home, I look forward to build my Desi community. Making friends in a new space is tricky because we're almost hardwired to pursue people who are like us. That includes people who look like, sound like, and think like we do. In fact, a study from the University of Kansas confirms this, finding that people seek comfortable social environments, which includes connecting with people who look like them. And if they don't look like them, then we'll have preliminary conversations to try to find similarities that bring us together. The lead researchers here are Angela Bonds, an assistant professor of psychology at Wellesley College, and Chris Crandall, a professor of psychology. They describe it as a psychological default. And they say that people pick similar people at first, but if we go out of our way, we can, of course, find excellent and meaningful relationships with people who are different. So listen as Anjali and I talk a bit about her experience with this. I'm sure that when you came to America, you noticed right away some differences in terms of how we navigate our friendships and our culture and how friendships were um, formed 
where you were. And I know a lot of the elements are just universal. It's just human-based stuff. But what are some differences that you notice when creating friendships in a completely foreign space? Speaking of differences, I think everything was different for me. Um, It was such a big change because back in India, all my friends belong to the same ethnic group or we shared similar culture or traditional values. While here in the US, when I started making friends, they everyone belonged to like different backgrounds, you know, from they were from so many different states and countries. And it was just overwhelming for me to connect with so many multicultural people. But at the same time, it was I was excited. I it was insightful for me because I am a culturally curious person. So I would always look forward to meet new people and connect with them. In terms to making friends, uh, what comes naturally to me is connecting with people from the same race. That's only because I haven't met a lot of people from multicultural races. I would say American friendships for me have never been the same. I I feel I'm still new to it, but I've realized that each person you meet here is unique. There is no like set way or I can't describe a personality which 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 is an American friendship. It's not cookie cutter at all. Um every friend I've made here is is unique and I can't generalize or stereotype, but I can say that I've seen subtle differences, which which I feel I did not see that when I was in India with the same group of friends that I had since childhood. So for example, if um, I'm making a new friend, I know that our first few conversations are going to be pretty formal. You know, we're going to have some small talk. We're going to we're going to talk about, hey, where are you from? What, what college did you go to? You know, where do you work? What are your hobbies? And we kind of look for that common thread. But even after several meetings, I feel like, you know, it's not, it doesn't get informal that quick. And, and I've had informal friendships all my life. So I feel like that formality is something that I'm getting used to. One of my favorite researchers is Deborah Tannen. She studies both friendship and female linguistics, literally the science of how we talk to each other. And it turns out there's some evidence behind what Anjali is experiencing. There's research that proves that there's a lot about how we speak that's culturally relative. The way we pause, our intonation, little sayings that we use that might be acceptable and understood in one space while offensive and ambiguous in another. And one of the more obvious differences would be that of subject matter, the things that are taboo in one group, but completely normal in another. While my husband and I are both from America, we were raised differently in different cities. And when I spent a year in the city he was raised, I met some new friends along the way. And I remember them bringing up different subjects that I was surprised by. And when I zoomed out and looked at the landscape of what was normal 
in the area in which they were raised, I had to think twice about whether or not to be offended, whether the differences were things I could get past to form deeper friendships, and what was just a simple misunderstanding. So this is something that while immigrants may experience more outright, the rest of us experience every day. We're in such a time where we don't know what can offend someone or not. So if you're not really aware of their intricacies, you want to be careful of what you're saying. So that's something that I find here um, endearing because I wasn't as sensitive before um, with my childhood friends. But here I know that even if you claim to be a close friend, you're still going to be polite and proper about it. And I don't think you take the liberty to say what's on your mind immediately. You will layer it, you know, or you like sweet or you'll sugarcoat it uh, so that the other person doesn't, you know, take it the wrong way. Interesting. Okay, so give me an example. I'm putting you on the spot. Give me an example of something that you feel like you could say to a friend back home in a culture that's very familiar and you guys just keep on pushing through a comment that you cannot say with a female friend here because you feel like it would require a lot of extra pretense and, oh, I didn't mean it like that. So what's something you feel like you could say um, in your home culture with an understanding that it just is what it is that you feel like we'd be too sensitive to here? (laughs) Okay. Um, I know this is pretty common and I'm sure this has nothing to do with where we're from, but as women, I know we take like our weight pretty Mm -hmm. seriously. And that's a very sensitive topic these days because I know like, you know, life comes in the way and women go through so much that your body is constantly changing. But I know for a fact that uh, with with childhood friends, you take the liberty to say, oh, you know, I, I think you should make time to go to the gym or, you know, you say something on those lines which where where you feel like you are looking out for your friend and you're saying something where they're waiting for you to like give that extra push so that they go for it but here i don't know i wouldn't directly say something like that to someone even if they're close to me Anjali is really answering such an important call with her lifestyle blog. It's one for guidance and friendship from women who are in a foreign space and looking to connect. In one way or another, it's what we're all trying to do every day. Natural for me to strike a conversation with them and they made me feel comfortable. It was it was as if like I was talking to someone back in India. And then there were times when I started meeting my husband's friends or people who were who were who were really Americans even though they share the same ethnic background as me and I would say those conversations were all the more interesting because they were curious to know how my life was back in India and I was curious to know hey tell me you know how was your college life like how were your parents were they as strict as how they were with us, were you allowed to date? Did you all celebrate the same festivals? So we found that even though we had like the same common thread, we were woven differently and their life experiences were very different from mine. And even though we had like similar interests, our 
outlook or our experience our experiences growing up were radically different and we all had so much to learn um having said that i know for an outsider anyone who shares the same skin color or looks uh, or or talks in a certain manner they they will group you in a, a particular community but i'm sure this happens in other communities too where even though you'll look the same it's not necessary that we all have had like the same experiences or you know in, in at the end of the day we've all had different experiences and we're not cut from the same cloth but we somehow merge those similarities together I encourage you to visit Anjali's website. It's theanjalinair.com and her handle on Instagram is athesigirlinus. All the information is in the show notes. And until next time, go out there and make and nurture female friendships because we need each other. And if I could be that person to help you navigate this journey and find your answers for every little or small or big thing, I'm sure you'll find all the answers here. I write blogs on various topics from finding a job to finding friends to even understanding the American culture. So you'll find all that here and I really look forward to meeting you and connecting with you. That's so awesome. I, I believe in we women. We all need that other woman who can bring us into an established group and who can take us under her wing and show us the ropes. And I love that that's exactly what your platform is doing for so many women. So episode was helpful for you i'd love for you to come tell me about it over on the facebook group called the give it a rest podcast after party you can also hear me run my mouth and give other unsolicited advice regarding your friendships on instagram at danielle byer jackson formerly at girl give it a rest so now i have switched my handle and would love to see you over there and as always you can listen to more episodes and read some of our research-based articles over at giveitarestmovement.com. I can't wait to see you over there.